Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm pretty happy with it. I need a little more time with it still. I brought it to the gym a little bit. There's some things I like, some things I haven't figured out yet. But overall, um, I don't regret the purchase. And um, I have been working out more as a result of that. And I think there's probably a honeymoon phase associated with getting a Fitbit or any kind yeah. of health watch, smart watch kind of a thing. But I've definitely noticed a trend where I've been getting more steps in, like getting up, taking more breaks standing up, um, going to the gym, that sort of a thing. And so. the challenge I think is, is interesting too. Like we just playing around, I, I hooked up the challenge functionality in, in the Apple watch. I didn't even know how it worked. Uh, he went ahead and accepted the challenge. And so now there's a little competitive edge in there too. So like, uh, you can see me versus him in terms of points. And so, yeah, yeah we get a little bit of that competitive edge in there too, to get you moving a little more. Although I found you out pretty early in the competition <laughs> trying to cheat. <laughs> Using multiple apps to double log your uh, your points there, huh? Well, my sister would call that reasonable cheating. Reasonable cheating? Yeah. Where is Lexan? She's not on here she's, right now. No, I think she's watching. Okay, very good. Yeah. Let's move on, shall we? Reasonable cheating? No, you. oh, you wanted to move quickly there. <laughs> that was a quick transition. Yeah. You were getting ready to hit the button. <laughs> I think it's worth letting everybody know, man. Oh. We're having this weekly competition, and you're, like, beating me on points. I'm trying to figure out what the hell you're doing. And uh, as it turns out, you're getting, what, double credit for riding your bike to work? Well, we don't know that that's the case. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely moving more than you. We counted steps and, and flights of stairs. And this is sort I of think a- this is legit. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 41 of the Coffee and Code Cast. We're excited to be here on the podcast that talks about neither coffee or code. I'm Kyle Johnson. Hey, buddy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I almost forgot the good line there. What's Sorry. your name? Say hello yeah. to everybody. Not- and I'm Mike Sheehan. Today on the podcast, we cover the latest on the war for collaboration. Microsoft is uh, on the move. And speed up your iPhone by putting it on ice. <laughs> really? Interesting. Finally, our topic today is packing for travel. Uh, we look at the latest gear from DOP bags to TSA-approved carry-ons for your next mileage run. Welcome back, everybody. Is that all we got to talk about today? Well, you got to keep them in suspense a little bit. Those are some of the highlights. Excelente. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us today on an early edition of the Coffee Codecast, another Tuesday uh, airing. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's Mike's heading out of town tomorrow? I'm doing another mileage run to Sacramento tomorrow. <laughs> Work-related mileage run. Work-related, just a yeah. day trip. Yeah, just a quick out and back. So traveling a little bit. So we decided to do it a day early. Get it in the get it in the can. But I think that's okay, though. You know, it's better than cancellation, right? Which is what we used to do. I mean, we would just put it off till next week. We got a lot to talk about too. We couldn't have canceled. This we is do. probably the biggest show notes I think I've ever seen in the history of our show. I'm proud, man. I'm proud of the work that went into this. I give yeah. you a lot of credit because you did a lot of work uh, last week here. I don't know about that. This looks pretty good. Chuck full of good stuff. Well, I'll tell you what the trend is here, too, is like th- this was a big, uh, well, maybe not a big spend week, but like I would say combined, we both made some pretty significant purchases or, you know, not like not like big money purchases, but I think the, the there's got to be a correlation between like the length of the show notes and how much money was spent on shit. <laughs> and new toys. Week. Yeah, I think yeah. you're correct about new toys. that. <laughs> <laughs> or how much travel is happening. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Like, if there's more travel or more purchases, the show notes just get really big. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Otherwise, it's kind of a boring news week. There's not much to talk about. Yeah. Well, speaking of travel, let's jump right into it. I wanted to give a quick shout out to a um, friend of the show. Yeah. You've met him a couple times. I've known him for a lot of years. Andrew Woods. Woods, uh, dude. Uh, yeah, man. We wanted to have him on, uh, have him on the show and talk about some code-related stuff. He's a big PHP guy. I think we've talked about him on the show even before. Woods uh, is interested in coming on the show. Yeah. It's just um, we haven't had a chance to get him on live yet. But he's going to be traveling. Well, moving. Permanently. Yeah. He's, he's moving to NYC. So That's exciting. We're going to have, hopefully get him on the show later on, sometime later this year, maybe while he's, once he's settled in NYC, we can bring him on via phone or something. I think it'd be an interesting chat. I met Woods through you at a one of your house parties or something like that a while ago. Like, how did you guys meet? What's the story there? How did we, we met through a bunch of other mutual friends? So kind of the, um, I guess the only person. Well, Rodrigo, you know Rodrigo. Rodrigo, I do. He's yes, I he's do. a friend of a mutual friend of Rodrigo. Um, kind of the Jeff Croft group. If you remember back in those days. Yeah, I didn't really um, socialize with Croft. Right. I think that was before you knew my of time, him, but I knew of him. Yeah, right. That's right. Yep. Yeah, he was friends with that kind of group. So that's how I met him way back in the day. And then we actually did a lot of running together. Okay, great. Um, when I used to live down in the Belltown area here in Seattle. Um, and then we've lost touch a little bit, but we still, you know, Thanksgiving, we always invited him over and he would always come over. It was a good time. Nice. So, yeah. Good dude. I'm really excited for him. I've been following him on Twitter recently, the last few weeks, getting ready for the move. And he just seems super excited for the, all the new things that are happening. And, and uh, he leaves tomorrow. So we wish him well. And uh, I told him, selfishly i'm kind of excited to have somebody in the new york city area that i can come crash and, and you know show me around when i get out there because i've not been there yet so that's on the you've top never of my been list. to nyc nope top of my Whoa. list top of my list with all your miles and mileage runs i've done a lot of miles and i've been to a lot of places and i've been a global a global traveler but i've not been to the east coast of the united states very much so yeah that's one place that i i would love to get to maybe even this year i'm planning on a trip to i'm doing a seahawks pilgrimage there's like a group of guys that go every year to see a seahawks game uh, away game and this year we're going to go see this will be my first time joining but it's going to be in pittsburgh a steelers game in september so um i'm planning a mileage run through jfk um because i want to check out the new twa hotel that was opened up in the twa yeah have you heard about that no so this was like i think it was on the original site of like the twa terminal at jfk before and I don't know the specifics of the designer, but it's a very awesome 60s kind of mid-century modern type of a thing. <laughs> and they redid the entire uh, hotel in that spirit. It was kind of like a restoration from the 60s, a throwback to the old days and the old terminal. And the lobby looks like, you know, it's got the old like clacker board and all that kind of a stuff. Here we go. We're talking East Coast and we got the Gomer. He's an East Coaster. He's a Pittsburgh fan. Oh, buddy. He's an air aviation guy, so he, this is right yeah. up his alley. You can uh, take your terrible towel and shove it somewhere, man. <laughs> Just kidding, Gomer. We like you on the show. Thanks for checking in, man. Yeah. We'll have a, fun, we'll have a little fun, friendly rivalry. The Gomer's saying we here. have a loose input or something that sounds kind of bad, maybe. Is it coming from Kyle or me? What's I don't going know. On there? Let me go check the, uh, you go the video recording over here. Go mess with some of the cabling over there. And uh, I'm going to open Slack because I don't see any of this chatter you're talking about. Oh, I hear something going on over there. It's probably that guy, huh? Could be right here. There it is. I bet it was this one. I bet it was that one. It wasn't pushed in all the way. Does that sound better now? Technical difficulties. East Coast, best coast. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all right. All right. That's Where were we at here? Andrew Woods. 
East Coast. Good luck, Andrew, in the NYC, buddy. That just doesn't sound the same as West Coast Best Coast. It does not. Because West Coast is the best it coast. It just fits a little better that yeah. way. You guys probably have better bagels, though, so I'm cool with that. <laughs> some things are better on the East Coast. Yeah. Hey, all right. Very good. So, yeah, wish, wish you well, uh, Andrew. We'll get you on the show pretty soon. Zach says that sounds a little better now. So Great. sorry about that. I forgot to plug that one in all the way. You have trouble with that every now and again. Well, I didn't. Yeah. Hey, no, you know, everybody has their thing. I didn't. I did that before I had a couple beverages, so I kind of blame it on that. You're uh, kind of technically challenged sometimes. Yeah, I need to, Sometimes I just need a little bit to get over the hump, and then everything's good, man. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, some new purchases here. You got a new purchase that we need to talk about. Right here, buddy. Right, right here. The old, uh, see if I can uh, slide. There you go. Got the old Apple Watch. Excellent. I finally caved in on the Apple Watch, and it was really about a health and fitness decision that I made recently, the last few weeks, you know. Um, Karen says no volume, but I, th- I think, okay, uh, I don't know if that, that might have been old. That might have been an old message. <laughs> Hopefully. Because we just fixed a few things over there. Yeah. If, uh, if that continues to persist, please let us know. Uh, yeah. So I think I mentioned like sometime in June, I was applying for some new insurance and I had to get blood work done in order to get the best rates or like to determine the rate. And so I, I did some blood work and it came back and it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. And it was kind of like not surprising either that I had a few levels that were off kilter, you know, like I've been eating some, you know, not the best food and, uh, you know, been partying a little too hard maybe the last year and a half and so like I wanted to kind of get some things in check and start to rein it in a little bit and uh, I love my watches I mean I have a few different watches now I started to get a little collection of watches but but I really had no insight into the my daily activities and I liked the idea of Fitbit and Apple Watch just didn't really want to have to only wear that but I kind of got over it and said fuck it I'm just going to get one and just for a little bit try it out and see how it goes and see how my activities increase over time. And so, yeah, I think the other day, uh, decided to, uh, pull the trigger and got myself an Apple watch. I thought that was an interesting decision that you did that because I think we had talked about it even a couple weeks before that. Yeah. And you, you were pretty adamantly against it. You were like, well, I want the design of the watch face and the design of the watch band. And you had a whole slew of reasons why you didn't want to do it. Well, I like, I have some cool watches and I, and I just like that they're all very unique. And the Apple watch to me is just, you know, it's, the design is fine. I don't have a problem with it. It's just that there's like 5 million of these floating around everywhere. And so for me, I kind of like just having a different pattern, different design. And with this, you're kind of locked into that shape and you're locked into it. But they do have custom bands and all of that kind of shit that you can pay out the nose for if you want, <laughs> which I did. So we were just discussing, I think earlier today that, you know, a couple hundred wa- dollars worth of watch bands when the watch itself was what, 400? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, you know, if you want like the, the fancy, like... Uh, whatever uh, the sport band is 50 bucks i mean the the metal band is what 150 then they right. have one that's 250 or oh, you, you can get, get the, the hermes yeah hey i can get some like two-toned leather for like 500 <laughs> bucks or something like <laughs> yeah. that so it's a little ridiculous but i do like the features and um yeah zach's got a good point he's he's got his and he's like once i got mine i never wore my old ones and i and i'm the same way i mean that's kind of i'm glad i didn't get further down that road because i have like three watches now and they were cheap watches relatively so it's not a big loss but um there's no way i would go back now just because you know we're doing a little friendly competition this week in the health and fitness uh the activity app and so you kind of need that it's just you get so much more data heart rate ekg all these other things that are coming out. So it's more than just a watch. It's, um, it's really kind of like a reporting tool on your, on your, um, 
real-time health and, and, and wellness. Stupidly, I think one of my favorite features of the whole stupid watch is like when I have to log into our lending, our partners at LendingTree. Yeah. They do two-factor two authentication, and one of those uh, two-factor me- mechanisms is like a push notification to your phone that you have to uh, right. say yes or no, you accept or decline. Well, now it comes to the watch. I, like I don't that. even have to pick up my phone anymore, which is really, really nice. Well, so there are other benefits like that. So yeah, authenticating now on the network is one. And I noticed, uh, I was telling you earlier before the show when we were getting set up that I flipped the lid on the laptop and all of a sudden it unlocks because I've got the watch. And so that's another feature within proximity. It'll unlock the computer. And um, so it is a time saver. And um, it is it is funny. It's definitely a first world kind of a thing. We're so used to pulling our phones out all the time. But it ha- I've noticed now like the I don't have to do that as much just for status updates. I'll get a little buzz and I can look over here and see what's going on or I can be on the treadmill and, uh, you know, hit a hit skip the next song. A lot of things that like I couldn't do with the phone if I was like running at a good clip on the treadmill or out and about jogging. Like it'd be really hard to kind of maneuver the phone, but I can just use this and there you go. So, so far I've been happy with it. It's been about a week ish, not quite a week. And you went with the 44 inch or oh, whatever, yeah. the 44 inch, 44. Yeah. I got inch, the 44. What? Got the uh, nano millimeter centimeter. Uh, I don't know. Something definitely millimeter. 44. Something. That'd be a fucking watch. <laughs> the 44 centimeter edition. I think they call 44 it, inch Trinitron monitor. That's the iPad on my fucking wrist right here, dude. That's yeah. what that is. But um, yeah, I got, I did. I mean, it's a little bit larger um, and I do like the, the I, I wouldn't want anything other than that. I think that's a nice size. Quick real time follow up. Zach is asking, do you keep the breathe function on? Um, I've dismissed it a few times now. I did it last night, so I'm not at a point where I'm going to kill it yet. But it's a little annoying because it comes up at random times. But I don't mind doing it when I do it. So I'm going to wait a little bit more. It's too early to tell. I would agree with that. And I think if I would have kept the watch, if I would have had the watch uh, kind of in the Everest project, the big project that we've been working on for nine months, I could have definitely used that breathe feature if it would have yeah. kicked in in the middle of the day where there were some pretty high stress moments. But um, lately I find myself just dismissing it for the day and kind of being like, that's annoying. The same thing as you, that's annoying. And Yeah, it comes up at inopportune times and I just don't have a minute. That I, well, It's kind of funny to think I don't have a minute, but in the <laughs> moment I don't think I have a minute to like breathe or whatever. Right. Uh, like it wants me to. Yeah. There's a few quirks to work out still. I did get the cellular one, so I was hoping that I could just take this on the road and go for a jog or go do something and not have to bring the phone with me, that, that seems to be on the cusp. I mean, in my experience, that's not fully baked yet. And maybe I'm doing some things wrong, but I am paying for the data plan on this through T-Mobile, right? So I do have cellular connectivity on here, but when I try to do things, it wants me to go to the phone yep. a lot of the time. So I'm not sure if that's going to be fixed. I know there's some updates coming in iOS 13. I uh, Watch OS. Watch OS. I next. think it's a six. I don't know. Whatever the yeah, next one is. I think it's on yep. five three now or something like that. The, it's it's an API problem. The current Watch OS version does not support streaming from third party applications. Yeah. Apple can do it, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but none of the other ones can. So I think once once the fall comes around and the next update is available, I think you'll see Spotify and all these other players uh, clamoring to put applications on the watch that are able to stream and, and give you exactly what you want. That's one of the things that actually like really spurred me to jump on board with the Apple Watch just because I want that exact functionality when I run. Uh, leave the phone at home, hook right. into my AirPods, and I don't need anything else, right? And that's it. Yeah. There, there are a few uh, cases like that. For example, I have a little convenience store downstairs that I like to go to for a little, like, sweet, you know, get a little sweet tooth at 9 o'clock at night, go downstairs, get some. Like, I just brought the watch down there the other day and Apple Pay. And that worked, so that was nice. I didn't have to bring anything, a wallet, um, a phone. Right. Credit cards. Shout out to PB. He just joined us a few minutes ago. Excellent. My good buddy, PB. Yeah. So you're loving it? 
It's good. So far, it's good. Yeah, I really like it a lot. It's good. Uh, hey, Audrey, how you doing? It's my uh, sister-in-law just jumped on too. Very nice to see you. Don't lie, you were sold on the watch when Kyle told his tale of phone recovery. <laughs> phone recovery was true. That? that was when I left my phone in the car, the uh, the car to go the other day. Well, that was pretty cool. You left it in the car to go, and then you uh, used your watch to call somebody. That saved me, man. That, well, call call car to go service because yeah. my my phone was in the car. I couldn't get it. They need to add I couldn't car to go, I could, and I couldn't call car to go customer service because i didn't my phone was in the car yeah and you locked it that's right <laughs> yeah that was compelling i thought that was a good story i that that probably helped subliminally it probably sold me on it because i i've been thinking about it for a while and that pushed me over the edge so. right yeah that was good yeah i don't know i i'm pretty happy with it i need a little more time with it still i brought it to the gym a little bit there's some things i like some things i haven't figured out yet but overall um i don't regret the purchase and um, I have been working out more as a result of that. And I think there's probably a honeymoon phase associated with getting a Fitbit or any kind yeah. of health watch, smart watch kind of a thing. But I've definitely noticed a trend where I've been getting more steps in, like getting up, taking more breaks, standing up, um, going to the gym, that sort of a thing. And so. the challenge, I think, is, is interesting, too. Like we just playing around, I, I hooked up the challenge functionality in, in the Apple Watch. I didn't even know how it worked. Uh, he went ahead and accepted the challenge. And so now there's a little competitive edge in there, too. So like. Uh, you can see me versus him in terms of points. And so, yeah. yeah, we get a little bit of that competitive edge in there, too, to get you moving a little more. Although I found you out pretty early in the competition <laughs> trying to cheat, <laughs> using multiple apps to double log your uh, your points there. Huh? Well, my sister would call that reasonable cheating. Reasonable cheating? Yeah. Where is Lexan? She's not on here she's, right now. No, I think she's watching. Okay, very good. Yeah. Let's move on, shall we? Reasonable cheating? No, you. oh, you wanted to move quickly there. <laughs> That was a quick transition. Yeah. You're getting ready to hit the button. <laughs> I think it's worth letting everybody know, man. Oh. We're having this weekly competition, and you're like beating me on points. I'm trying to figure out what the hell you're doing. And uh, as it turns out, you're getting what double credit for riding your bike to work. Well, we don't know that that's the case. I mean, I'm I'm definitely moving more than yeah. you. We counted steps and in flights of stairs, and this is sort I of. I think a, this is legit. This is sort of a whatever the case may be kind of a moment for you. Maybe, here. yeah. Let it go. Let it slide. No, I'm not going to do it today. <laughs> Lester, too bad for Lester's you. Lester's caught up, dude. He's, yeah. he would really like that right now. <laughs> We need him to sponsor that. Like every time you say it, it's like a buck or something like that. I like that, that idea. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah. We get ha- we, maybe we have to have a little button, you know, we can hit one of these. Yeah. The coffee even, and code cast. Nope, not that one. He's, he's fucking fast, dude. Let me see if I can. Like he's, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't he's, even know what that is. Fast. I can't Stop turn it. Stop it. He's turn it off, fast. dude. Let me see if I can find him on here. I don't can't know what you're doing. Turn it off. What the fuck was that? That's funny. I didn't even know that was on there. I was hoping for something like that. Um, Audrey wants to know what kind of watches you get. She just jumped in here. So I got the app. I got the Apple, uh, Apple Watch, the 44. Centimeter one, you said. Uh, the, four, the fourth one. edition or fourth whatever. Edition. Apple yeah. Watch 4. We have the same cellular. one. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yep. Pretty happy with it just because, you know, I'm pretty much married to the ecosystem. I got the uh, iPad, the uh, iPhone, the MacBook Pro. Yeah. And uh, they all tie together You're pretty all nicely. In. We got a hell of an all Apple uh, yeah. set We got the whole here. ecosystem yeah. right here. We got the whole family. Yeah. All right, let's move along now. Let's get going here. All right, one more piece of follow-up I wanted to talk about just briefly because uh, last week we talked about kind of the goal-setting experience. Maybe that was two weeks ago. I can't remember. Two weeks ago we did. That was was on number 39. All right. And I think I had been talking to you a little bit about it some more, and I was kind of like, why why didn't I bring up that information in the meeting, right? We kind of like sat and talked about it a lot and chewed through it and whiteboarded and all that kind of thing. And like it got me thinking a little bit about like different, different thought processes. That's right. And... I'm definitely of the kind, the type that, that you might have a meeting with, you know, 15 people in a room and I'm going to be the one that's going to sit there and, and absorb everything that's being said. I probably am not going to say a lot unless I very vehemently disagree. 
Sure. Right? Um, but then once the meeting's over, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to digest it and chew through it. And probably within 30 minutes, maybe, I'm going to have a pretty strong conclusion about what I felt from that meeting. But I'm not going to be one of the strong players in the meeting that's leading it because it takes me a while to, to chew through those pieces of information and come to like a, a concisive yeah. decision, right? Yeah. And to your credit, I know after that meeting, there was a lot discussed about how we were going to organize and do all these things as a architecture committee. That was the discussion. Um, and uh, it went a lot of different directions and, a lo- and quite a few opinions were tossed out uh, during the hour. But I remember going back to your room probably a couple hours afterwards and you had already whiteboarded like you had, you know, like a whole bunch of shit on the whiteboard and you did it in your room and then you went to Brian's and did it over there too. So like you just needed a little extra time to figure it out. But once you sat down and, and laid it out, then I think like the idea started flowing. Yeah. So that's, I think it's a pretty common experience. Like there's a half of us maybe, or not even that like just want to shout it out in the room and solve it now. And then the other half just need a little time and come back with some really good ideas later. I think it's a little bit of an, uh, hard, it's a, it's an interesting problem to solve just because how do you, how do you not steamroll the people that need that time to make a decision, right? You have people in the room that all want to make a decision quickly and, and move on from it, but then you have the other people, you know, let's say half that maybe aren't ready to make that decision or can't, can't come to a complete uh, formula, bef- you know, and the decision's already been made. Well, I think it's a good point that we let it rest. You know, that's uh, something that we, we said, we're going to table this for today and we're going to come back to it in a couple of weeks and, and bring your ideas. And so I think, it gives everybody a chance to process or ideate in their own natural way. And for some of us that just want to barf it out in front of a group of people, like we kind of, I still found value going back later anyway, too. So I don't think um, just because some of us were up front with ideas that that would have been fully baked and we should have gone forward with that. So I think it makes sense. Like, Hey, have the session, get it out there, collect information or um, uh, iterate on the idea by putting it out there, but then, take some time off and come back. And I think the next meeting we have, um, we're going to be in a much better position, not only because uh, we've had two weeks, but what we've, we've talked about it on the show. It's this, this, the uh, (laughs) episode 39 has been referenced in email now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, to the team, uh, as far as like, Hey, there's a discussion out there, check that out and, uh, give it some more thought. So yeah, I think it's good to have a little bit of time process yeah the coffee code cast is becoming a footnote on uh documentation here at the office which is kind of funny but i think yeah to your point i think in in terms of like important and 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 decisive decisions that we need to make um it's good to have kind of maybe a multi-meeting approach where you know there might be a fact-finding meeting to start it off and you know everybody can throw out ideas and and chew through them and then there can be a week where people can kind of think through what was said and what was uh thrown out there and then come to a more conclusive conclusive decision in a follow-up meeting that now everybody's had time to kind of wrap their heads around it in a, in a more thorough way. That's right. Yeah. I think so. And yeah. that's what we're going to do. We're going to get back together. What next week, probably something like that. I believe that's correct. Boom. Yeah. All right, man. Well, shall we move on to the news? How are we doing on time? Oh, I think so. I think that's a good time to jump in. Let's go. What do we got going on in the news? Oh, we've got some good stuff. We have some Apple news, some Amazon news, some Microsoft news, some, oh, some Tesla news. <laughs> Why oh, do you got to say it all ominously like some that? Tesla news. Everybody loves Tesla news. And a little generic news about an app, a new oh, app that I like. Yeah, yeah. I found the new app. Um, let's jump in. I, 
Talk about the app first. I, I thought that was kind of a cool find. Oh, you want to jump right to the app? Let's you want to go there? We're going to go reverse order. order. Yeah, we're going to go reverse order. We'll do that. We'll go back to the top and then work our way through Wait, it. See, I had all these links like perfectly in order and now you're messing me oh, up. Oh, let's go back to nope, the top. Nope, nope, nope. Arrive is the name of the app. I think it's Arrive. It's, it's got to be a French That's name. what I said. Arrive. That's what I said. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Uh, it, uh, yeah, I found this app actually uh, as part of... Um, a purchase that we're going to talk about here a little later. Yeah, because we've been buying a bunch of shit this week, and yeah. so we need a way to manage all this. How do you manage all the shit that you buy? You got to get a no spin news. Gomer says. Wah, wah, oh, wah. I was going to add that to the show notes. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. There Next is. week we'll come up with a spin update. The, well, yeah, we'll have to come up with one because they're not going to come up with anything. <laughs> uh, I, I looked earlier, and there wasn't a damn thing on there yet. There was no because what we're into July now. Uh, the last update was June. June update. It's been over a month. Oh, boy. No updates. I'm sure they're hard at work over at Spin, though, Gomer. Don't worry about it. We're going to get that coffee machine over here any day now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Arrive. Arrive. One of my packages getting here. Yeah. Uh, so if you're like us and you order all your shit online and you have no idea when all of it's going to arrive and you order it from various different sites, how do you uh, manage that? It's so hard to keep track of it because yeah. you got emails flying in all these inboxes yep. everywhere. you got Amazon yeah. updates. Com- got- order confirmation, shipping yeah. confirmation. Yeah. How do you manage all that? I don't know how to keep track of yeah. all that shit. Arrive. Arrive. Yeah. There you go. Very nice. <laughs> uh, it's a great app, actually. So what it does, basically, is it comes your inbox yes. if you're a Gmail user yeah. or many other, I think, other email boxes it'll work with as well. Uh, and it will basically comb your your box for any kind of shipping confirmation emails and pull out the tracking number. Isn't that special? Track it for you. It's Big Brother just trying to get a hold of your packages, isn't it? That's right. I have, I have a feeling there's some kind of conspiracy theory out there about this. I mean, they're scraping your data, so you got to be comfortable with that. But Look, he shops at Amazon 80% of the time, yep. and then he shops at uh, that place and Pottery Barn, whatever. I don't know. Wherever you like to go. Yep. It's a cool app. I like it a lot because I like it because it doesn't require any manual input. You just um, order shit and then it shows up on the Arrive app and then you get a notification. Like I got one on the watch today. It said, oh, your package is uh, delivered. Or your package this morning, it said your package is on the way. Or you have two packages on the way or whatever. It's very good about managing that for you. You don't have to do anything other than give it all your passwords and uh, (laughs) set it and forget it. Yeah, nice. Pretty user friendly. Um, I, yeah, I dig, I dig it, man. It's cool. It's a pretty great app. I don't think it looks like there is a version of this for Android. So it's only going to be for our Apple friends. iPhone only. Yeah. Okay. So if you're on the dark side, then forget about we said anything here. Mm, then you have to go old school and just, uh, keep track of your tracking codes. Right. You can give somebody else your passwords. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, I recommend it's a free app and I don't think there's really any advertisements or anything like that. It just kind of works. Just kind of steal your data. It's fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. I enjoy it. Yeah, I do too. I've used it for a few days now. It's very nice. Yep. What else we got going on here? I don't know. You're out of order, so you tell me. We're going to go back to the top, so you got to get your links reset again. (laughs) Uh, We're going to hit it from the top. Apple, we've talked about this quite a bit because there's a big battle. There's a lot of battles going on. Like We've got the battle. We're going to talk about the battle for uh, collaboration tools later on. But there's another battle going on in the the podcast space right now. uh, podcasting and, and, and content creation in general is uh, undergoing a big transition and a big battle right now where it's going from kind of the powers in the hands of the content creator and then you put it out on a platform uh, or a multiple platforms as we do here in the Coffee Codecast, right? Like we're on Stitcher, uh, Spotify, TuneIn, like all these uh, yep. platforms. And so we can publish an episode out to all of these guys and have a syndicated feed that goes everywhere and 
everybody can use their favorite app to listen in. But that's starting to change a little bit. Yeah, this is a little concerning because Apple was the original place that you would host podcasts or at least host the feed. And they had the directory that, that everybody kind of relied upon. And mm-hmm. up until recently, until this uh, recent report here, it was always open. It was always an open ecosystem. There was no uh, controls that Apple really put into place. They yes. didn't try to monetize it. Yeah. Uh, it was all just a free, free open space. And anybody that wanted to build an app could build an app and hook into these feeds and start indexing and using Apple search mechanisms. And, and that's how most of these apps have persisted. Uh, however, now Apple has announced that they are going to fund Apple exclusive podcasts. So they're going to get into exclusive content. Yeah, and this is a, they're not the first to do this, by the way. I mean, this is a new trend that's starting to happen. You're getting these content providers, uh, these, uh, arc, uh, what do you call them, indexes, if you will, like that they really are trying to build up their own arsenal. And it's starting to look similar to what you see in the uh, fight for uh, streaming content, right? So yep. your Netflixes and your Hulu, YouTube, uh, now Apple as well is making a major like multi-billion dollar investment in curating their own content. And so you're starting to see this land grab where it's like, okay, we're going to have our own set of content. They're going to have their own content. And uh, it's happening now in the podcast uh, realm as well. Yep. And Apple's definitely not the first one to do this. Spotify, I think you mentioned earlier, yeah. is already in, in that space. They're already um, uh, Gimlet Media. They've made an acquisition of Gimlet Media, which hosts Reply All, which is one of the bigger podcasts in the space. Uh, Luminary came out. We talked about that in episode 33. Um, that's a app that is specifically for exclusive content. So definitely this is the shifting uh, of the industry, which is a little concerning because, you know, unless you're, we talked about this a little bit earlier, unless you're kind of like the Joe Rogans or the This American Lifes or somebody that commands a ton of attention, you're, the, the openness of podcasts is going to go away and it's going to be harder to get your foot in the door than it is today. Yeah, you're taking something that was really available to everybody all the time, and now it's going to be segmenting the market up. And so if you're not on Platform X, then uh, you might not get found and and, uh, so on and so forth. So uh, not good for the small guy. Right. For sure. Yeah. So, so far they haven't really, like, I don't think Apple has commented on this. This is more just people reporting that they're getting reached out to by Apple Mm -hmm. uh, for exclusive agreements. Um, so it's being reported uh, via third parties and via Bloomberg in this case. Um, so nothing official has come out from Apple, but concerning nonetheless. It is concerning that it's not going to get rid of the distribution network overnight. So I think it's still a long ways away. You can put your app, your podcast out there and have it broadcast all over. But when you start getting into these exclusivity agreements uh, and, and then you're going to start to see the segmentation occur and that's when it's going to be a little bit harder to get recognized if you're not on those platforms. And I don't know how that's going to work. Like I think still, even though Apple has these would potentially have these agreements in place, they would, I would assume still allow you to publish on theirs for free. I don't know. I guess that's the question. Like, how's that going to work? Can you still publish your stuff out to everybody? Or are they going to say, Nope, if you're going to be on Apple, it's Apple only. But I think the other thing that's concerning, not only for the podcast uh, content creators, uh, are the apps that you used to listen to podcasts because now they're going to lock you into their own app, mm-hmm. right? Apple's going to lock you into the podcast app, you know, Sonos, or not Sonos, Spotify is going to lock you into Spotify, uh, so on, Luminary is on Luminary, right? So all these kind of third-party app creators, because I use third-party apps, I use like Pocket Casts or Overcasts or any of these other third parties, um, they're all going to be squeezed out as well because the, their content isn't going to be allowable 
on these on these new platforms. That's right. Or they're not going to be able to at least consume some of the bigger players, which is effectively going to like shut them down. Right. Boo. Boo. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It's an interesting space. It's getting shook up right now. It's a good thing we're on the rise. You know, we'll be, we'll probably be in line for one of those exclusivity contracts. I'm sure soon. we'll be getting an email any moment. Yeah, I'm yeah. waiting for it. Apple sent it over this way here. <laughs> what is going on here? You want to tell us what's going on next here? What is this? This is your article you put in here. You've done an iCloud restore before, right? On your iPhone, so you get a new iPhone from the Apple store. <laughs> More and... times recently than I'd care to admit. <laughs> That's true. I just did one a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yes, I did. So if you back all your stuff up to iCloud and you get a new phone, you know, maybe you get your every two-year upgrade. That would be generous, yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Well, I mean, I know you've been through a lot more than that recently, but normally, for most people, you get a once-a-year once a or once-every-two-year upgrade. Yes. Yeah. So iCloud, it basically would restore your entire phone, contacts, photos, settings. Which is beautiful because in the old days, you used to have to back the thing up to iTunes with the cable, and if you forgot to do that, if you didn't do it every day, then who knows, like, the last time it was backed up and you're losing all your messages, you're losing some email, photos, apps you downloaded. Right. And so when did they do this? It's probably been like eight years ago or maybe, I don't know, like 20, 2008, 2010, I think. They, well, they had a period of time, and I think you actually even still can. You can do both. Yeah. You can still plug it into iTunes and back it up to your machine if you want. Well, that's right, because yeah. iCloud is a paid service. So if you don't want to pay the $99 a year for that uh, feature, then you can certainly just do manual backups. But then you're really hosed if you're not doing it on the regular. Right. Um, I, I got away from that as soon as I could because it was just a pain in the ass to really manage all of that. And with iCloud, yeah, it's a, it's an annual subscription, but then you don't have to worry. Like your phone is constantly uh, backing up to the network. And so new contacts, messages, everything that you have on there. In fact, yeah. I mean, one thing I liked about that is that when I got this phone, you know, I put in my username and password, restore from backup. And then, well, I don't know, within an hour, I think, or so I had... It was like, I couldn't tell the difference. Everything was there. The bat, the wallpaper was the same. Like all the settings were the same. It just brought everything down. It was really nice. Yeah. It's beautiful from that respect, but it does take oftentimes a really long time to do the restore. Yeah. Right. And why is that? Because you might have, you know, gigs of photos and videos and all kinds of stuff that it's got to pull down and lots and, of data. Yeah. Tons of data. Well, this article, I don't even know where I found it from cult of Mac. Mm, yeah. Which is an interesting site sometimes. Uh, yeah, they, they basically found a way that you could speed up the process to get your iCloud, <laughs> your iCloud backup to restore a little faster. That's so, a pretty nifty little photo they have there. Yeah, we'll put that in the uh, show notes for the, yes. for the episode. However, so basically they're saying that because it's a processor-intensive process yeah. and the iPhone itself has no, or at least very little heat dissipation, no fans. That's right. There's no, it's passive cooling, right? Right. Yeah, so then basically it's getting hot during that, that process, and so it's throttling the CPU. So it's being slower than it needs to be to do the, uh, the restore just to stay cool. Yeah. So in this, uh, in this article they're they're basically saying that you just sandwich your phone yeah. with a couple of ice blocks. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Got a couple of freezer packs, cool that guy down, move them out, throw them in the middle. Right. Make a little sandwich. Yeah. Yep. And apparently that'll speed up the, uh, the restore theoretically. Like, like in half the time. Is that what he said? It was a ma- dramatic, uh, improvement. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was. Uh, it doesn't say that on this article, but the one I saw said that it was uh, twice as fast. Excellent. Well, X. More you know. Well, it's like the old school Cray com- supercomputers. Remember those? Remember that name, Cray? No. That was back from. I mean, they're still around. They actually have an office down here. They had one over by the uh, like Rainier Square, where uh, that goofy looking building that's kind of 
flutes out at the bot the bass you know like yeah. um the, yeah they i thought they were over there for a little bit and uh cray was known for super cooling computers and so their whole thing was they um would have their uh machine submerged in some kind of liquid water cooling yeah it wasn't just water though it was some kind of oozy viscous kind of a thing but yeah like that was the whole idea is that they would get them down to super cool temperatures and they could run them overclocked without any kind of overheating excellent and little so, radiator for your computer yeah, yeah yeah they were they were um i mean this was this was like submerged i mean they did they had a whole different thing but it was uh they as far as i know they were among the first to do that at least on the uh, at such um high performing machines like these were some of the fastest supercomputers that you could get your hands on back hmm. in the day never heard of them yeah Good stuff. Cray, our good friends at Cray. So, yeah, grab a couple ice blocks next time you're restoring your iPhone and uh, try not to smash the screen, but you can <laughs> yeah. get that backup done in no time at all. Yep, 30 minutes. 30 minutes or less. Back to normal. It's like the baggage. If it's if it's not done in 30 minutes, then uh, we'll give you your money back. There you go. There you go. Moving on. What's the next? What do we got next here? Prime Day. It's Prime Day. Amazon Prime Dude, Day. Dude, yesterday and today, right? Like uh, Monday and Tuesday. I think I saw something that today you can still get some Prime deals. Isn't it Prime Day still? Eh. I think it still is. I think every day is Prime Day. Yeah, deal ends <laughs> it is tonight. for us. <laughs> when is it not Prime Day? Right. I mean, they're always having sales and stupid shit on sale. Doesn't even matter if it's on sale or not. It's Prime Day for me every yeah. day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, uh, so how'd your Prime Day go? Did you buy any? Did you make any purchases? You know, I wasn't going to at first. Um, oh, John's back again, man. Week three. This is awesome, dude. Hey, welcome back to the cast. Um, yeah, I did. I I was holding out for a little bit, but then you were sending me some garbage in my <laughs> inbox that kind of got me excited. So I'm just enticing you. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I've been looking for a few few items, and so I was trying to see if they had any deals, and I did. Pulled the trigger on some Sonos products. I finally sucked you in, man. Yeah, you did. You got me. Took a long you time. Hooked, Two man. years on this cast of talking about how much I love Sonos. Well, and finally. I'm stubborn, man. I'm stubborn because back in the day, I had like an autom- home automation business for a number of years. And it was right when Sonos was starting to come out. Um, and back in the day when I was doing this, everything was hardwired and like retrofit kind of jobs. So we would cut holes in ceilings and put in ceiling speakers in and do all this stuff. And Sonos was... Uh, you know, kind of the competition. I mean, not really because we were a pretty small fry like at that point, but like we were losing a, a fair amount of business to, to Sonos. And so like, I didn't like that. And so I was like, oh, fuck these guys are trying to, you know, wireless is taking over, but wireless <laughs> sucks, man. Wireless isn't as good as like the hardwired stuff we're doing. Oh, quality is not as good. The quality is not as yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Anyway. So I think I had a little bit of a bias there, but I do like Sonos. They make really good products and I need a few more speakers. I need one for the office and I need one for the apartment. So I figured what the hell they had a pretty sweet deal on the play one, right? The second gen Sonos one Sonos one. Yeah. The, 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 the naming kind of sucks. The voice activated one. Okay. Yeah. You have the play one, the Sonos one, right? And then there's different generations. I got the Sonos one second generation, right? Uh, a nice little cube speaker, pretty good discount. Oh uh, yeah. I think they want, what was a 30 or $70 discount, $70 discount. And it comes with a $50 Amazon gift card, right? Well, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So I got uh, two of those. The sound on those small speakers is incredible, by the way. Yeah. Like the the, the amount of volume and and precise, accurate sound that they can put out at high volume is incredible for that, for that package. They're kind of like the modern day bows. They got some wizardry in there that makes it sound better than, you know, it really is or something. Maybe. Um, But that's very cool. So I got a couple of those. I got a, I told you we're doing a little health and wellness kick here. I got the Apple watch. 
uh, uh, recently. And so I also got the digital scale. Finally, I've been avoiding that for a long time. I didn't really want to look at the numbers. <laughs> and, uh, and then I had to kind of face the face the music when I got the, um, you know, I had my labs done and that sort of thing. And I said, fuck it. Like now that I've already kind of exposed that side of it, I'm just going to get the scale and just do it and try to get back on track. And so you went through a couple different ones, right? You started with one and went to another. Well, you bought, you bought one before Prime Day and then you returned that. Yeah, I did one. I did the, you know, no disrespect, but I got the Arbo Leaf. It looked, it had really good reviews and it had a lot of promise and it had quite a few metrics. Uh, I'm impressed at how many metrics you can squeeze out of a digital scale. I mean, this thing can pretty much tell you uh, your height and, and uh, body fat percentage and water percentage and your BMI and all of these things. There's just so many different statistics that they capture just off of standing on a scale. It's quite impressive, but I was having problems with it syncing. It needed a Bluetooth connection that was kind of not working all the time. And you told me that the one you've got, it's more of a Wi-Fi and you don't even have to use your phone. It's just like you step on it and it syncs everything up. Right. Yeah. I think I have the Withings. I think it, maybe it's still called Withings. I don't remember, but something like Withings, that. Wi-Fi, something scale. Whatever the hell that was though, they, they had a really good discount on that. It was like half off. Yes. Yeah. You got it. I think, yeah. Well, over, well under half of what I had to pay for I, it I way back when. I paid something around $50 yeah. for it. Yeah, great deal on the on the Amazon Prime Day. If you yeah. can still get it, yeah. go out and check it out. I'll try and put a link in the show notes. I have one for the Sonos, so I'll make sure to put that in there too. But I'm it, just it may be the, expired by the time we put the show up. Yeah, I don't know if it was a flash sale, but it, it doesn't matter. I, I like the ease of use, the convenience of it. So you don't even have to get a phone out or do any configuration. You just uh, use the scale like you always do and you step off and then it's um, being tracked, you know? Yep. And then you just open up the app and, and there it is. So it works yeah. well. I love it. Yeah. Zach was talking about the uh, Prime Day strike that was going on. I did see some of the strike activity there. Yeah. Um, there's, there's been a lot in the news about that right now, too, just because, um, you know, they, there's a lot of talk just about like in the warehouses and like the conditions in the warehouses. Now, they've moved a lot of that to automation. But however, the conditions there still seem uh, less than ideal. Um, they have raised their prices now to like Seattle minimum wage, right? $15 an hour, I think across the board. Uh, but, um, being such a large corporation and so many employees, you still have a lot of safety violations and hazards. And I think they even had like some record number of, you know, injuries and like ambulance calls to the, to the facilities. Yeah. What are they, what are they protesting for here? Is it more of a safety thing? Is it more way? I think the, I thought like the wages were being worked on is it, it might just be the poor working conditions as far as like, I heard some stories recently, like this week, there's a CNBC article or video that came out. And I think the part of the problem is that like, you only get X amount of minutes for like uh, breaks. Right. And being in a facility, like the bathroom might be a five minute walk away. And so like, if you only get 30 minutes of break and you have to go to the bathroom twice, well, you just ate up like 20 minutes just going to the bathroom. Looks like they're mostly uh, advocating for living wages um, in other areas other than Seattle and uh, for bargaining power. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So they, they probably like, because they had to out of necessity are paying uh, the $15 minimum wage that's enforced here uh, also in California as well. But then um, maybe in other parts of the country uh, that's not the case and it's right. still, it's still lower. Yep. Interestingly, it didn't seem to affect too much. I mean, we, you ordered your Sonos speaker, and I, I had to order one for you because they had a limit, uh, one per customer. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for helping me out there, buddy. No, I appreciate no, that. No problem at all. But it uh, uh, seems like they're going to arrive right on time. So, I mean, it didn't seem to hurt fulfillment, at least uh, from our perspective. Well, from what I saw, it wasn't a significant uh, part of the workforce that was 
protesting anyway, uh, at least from what I saw. Right. So I, yeah, I think, I think it's a legitimate concern. And by the way, it's not just in the warehouses too. I know that they're the, uh, Gomer knows this Gomer. Who's, um, who's the company that they outsource those, the aircraft to, cause they have like a fleet of like 50 airplanes now. And they, some of those are, uh, they own, but then many of them, they just lease from a, from another third party and whatever that company is. I know that the uh, wages for the pilots have uh, deteriorated uh, since they've been working under Amazon uh, under contract as well. Hmm. He's typing it right now. He knows what it is. And I, it's on the tip of my <laughs> tongue and I just can't think of the name of it, but um, yeah, Atlas there. That's right. Yeah. So it's Atlas. Yeah. They were interviewing the pilots. They're the pilot union and they're just saying, yeah, you know, like there's a lot more pressure now, like because Amazon's so big, they're putting the squeeze on us. Um, and it's really like uh, challenging our wages and our uh, safety and that sort of a thing. So it's not going to go away. Um, of course, Amazon has all the, you know, when you talk to them about it, like they're very happy with the progress that they're making and all of that right now too. So more to come on that. Yeah, they'll put a fun, fuzzy spin on it for sure yeah. and, and make it sound good. But let's move on, shall we? Uh, teams versus Slack. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this a little bit. This is kind of the battle of the collaboration tools. Yeah. Collaboration suites. Slack's been around for a little while. When did Slack come out? Slack has been around... It's kind of like an Amazon versus, uh, like an AWS versus an Azure kind of a thing. Uh, because they started, I don't know, in 2013 was the release. It was in August. So they've been around six years. And um, not unlike the cloud wars where you've got AWS has been around, gosh, for what, I want to say like maybe 12 or 15 years now. And Azure, Azure pretty much had a 10-year uh, late start. Right. And... Um, yeah, I know. It's contentious. Uh, I know. We have a lot of Slack lovers that are chiming in right now on our Slack channel. We do have a Slack channel, so we don't think it's all uh, horseshit either, guys. I'm not trying to say that Teams is the best, but um, but they've made some pretty good strides. I mean, Microsoft as a whole, and we've talked about this on other episodes, has really, um, under Satya, has made some pretty drastic changes uh, to the culture, to their um, identity and how they see themselves uh, interfacing with the rest of the tech community and, and with... Um, you know, businesses and, and uh, so forth. And so I would say that the work that they've done in the cloud uh, has been really surprising I and mean, they've made great gains. And in some ways I think they're um, as good or even better than AWS, but you talk about collaboration and they've really kicked some ass. They've only been around for two years and already the, they're doing some really innovative things with Microsoft teams. And they recently just surpassed the user uh, subscriber count, like daily subscriber count with 13 million active users on Microsoft teams. The, yeah, that's pretty impressive, although I think a, a pretty fair. I think they mandated that Microsoft as a corporation now use that product. Sure. So there's they probably... They do use Slack, too. They're trying to oh, get sure. rid of that, but yeah. they still have Slack on campus. But I'm sure that's... I mean, Microsoft employs a hell of a lot of people. So I'm sure that's a very large portion of that, that number, but... Office it's, 365 it's, is the big boy. It's, it's, it's bundled with that, with Office. Yeah, yeah that's true, too. Um, but that, that number is impressive on its own just because they came into the market so late. Yes. Um, it's also, I think to, to Zach's point, uh, an inferior product to Slack, but it's still gaining users just because of the corporate, uh, footprint that it has already readily available to it. I think it's a different, um, in some ways it is, it's very much a competing product and they, they are competitors and they're, they're doing a lot of work to knock each other at the knees. But I think that their goals are different as well. And one of the things that I think it's a very valid point. Um, 
that, that Slack has the edge in certain areas. Teams has the edge in other areas as well. And so when you talk about, I would say Teams has an advantage when it comes to uh, video and, and screen sharing, right? Like it's, it's super easy now to do video conferencing or group uh, conferencing with, with Teams, um, sharing screens, uh, just the integrations that you get with it are, are really super easy. I mean, we've always had problems scheduling meetings as a company, um, and, and this has really simplified uh, that for us quite a bit. Well, look, like, uh, not Slack, um, Skype is like the de facto standard, right, for a lot of companies in terms of, of teleconferencing. Yeah. Um, and that's built right in, right? They've kind of hidden that a little bit. They've kind of, like, rebranded. I think maybe it does say that it's provided by Skype up in the corner of the video. But generally speaking, like, that was a huge advantage that Microsoft had from the get-go is that they could just use that platform and leverage that, something that people already were using and, and knew how to use. Yep. So I think they are doing a lot of things correctly. They're doing a lot of things incorrectly, too, that are making it very painful to use. So although I think they're on the right track with a lot of these things, and it's improved <laughs> super dramatically since we adopted it. We're seeing it now, I would say, almost on a monthly cadence. Like each new release has something that's pretty beneficial or, or really helpful that right. we didn't have before. Yep. I mean, there was some dumb things before, right? You couldn't even mute somebody else. On That's the right. You have some yeah. asshole like driving or riding a moped, like listening to a conference call off mute and you couldn't do anything about it. Or you couldn't mute a conversation if people were in, you know, in, if you, if somebody added you to a multi-person conversation like that and we're just chatting on and on and on and on, you couldn't mute the conversation as a whole. So you just had yeah. to like get blown up by alerts. Yeah. Definitely happened a lot. So, I mean, they've come a long time, a long way in, in the short time that we've used it, but a uh, long way to go yet. I think back to what they had like previous gen. And I think Zach was asking me or a little bit earlier on the channel here, what they had before teams. And I want to say it was link L Y N C was you got the product, it. right? Link is correct. Yeah. Link was the, um, was kind of their promise. And that was really just kind of a Skype wrapper. Um, they had, you know, after they purchased Skype, they tried to put a little business twist on it and, uh, it never really, really went anywhere. didn't really go anywhere. Yep. It was a pain in the ass and it still required a lot of custom configuration yep. and setup. And I will say, I mean, from the Skype, like basically Skype for business yeah. was like the platform prior to Teams. And that yeah. was a pile of shit. Yeah, that's no good. <laughs> I still so. have problems with it. I still work with some other, uh, uh, you know, other companies that have that as their primary collaboration tool. And so when I try to go on, for example, on my Mac, I'll click on the link and then it wants to open Skype for business. And then it'll say something like, well, you need to sign in with an account, but I just want to sign in as a guest. And so it's just really not intuitive it's it's not easy to use yeah i do like slack a lot and i i have to say like for what we're doing with the coffee code cast and when i work with external teams i that makes more sense to me they do have now a free teams version they made steps in the right direction by opening that up but uh a little too little too late there i think that they have a lot more work to do to try to win people over i love being able just to say here give me your email address boom we're on a slack channel right. ready to go or just provide a link like we do for the coffee codecast and say That's like it. anybody can join yeah yeah it yeah. doesn't matter i don't care come right on, come on over yeah oh my goodness is the rifkin on the show right now holy, Aaron rifkin. holy shit dude she's uh, been talked about a lot on the cast and hey. she finally joined on i love it so nice to see you here yeah. too we've got a good group today don't we yeah yeah well we're uh killing a lot of time and we got a lot of shit to talk we about. we haven't so. even gotten to the main topic yet kyle damn it we're talking about putting iphones on ice and <laughs> all this other crazy stuff let's move along here what do we got next i don't know where we're we going next i don't know we might have you're to you're in random order here we so. might have to cut tesla news for time i'm oh, so sorry son of a, i know it's a disappointment you know you. this is three weeks that people have been waiting and clamoring <laughs> for tesla news 
We only have 10 minutes, so I'll give you the choice. We can talk about Tesla news and wrap it up, or we can get into the topic. I just don't think there's going to be enough time to really get into the topic today. Well, we'll make the topic short, or we'll have to just say, give a tease and to be continued. All right, let's get into it. Fuck it. We're wasting time here. Let's move. <laughs> All right, so I, I have a pretty old backpack that I've been using as like my everyday uh, daily carry backpack. So yeah. Um, uh, been looking for a replacement for a little while. Yes. Um, Googling around, doing some searching, not, not like super critical, like I need to buy it now, but I've just kind of been peeking around, seeing what's available. How long have you been researching this, by the mm, way? I don't know, maybe three, four weeks at this okay, point. Okay. That's not too bad. All right. Uh, and, and <laughs> my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anything that, uh, spams you with ads, that's all I get now. Yeah. Backpack advertising. Everybody's got a backpack for you. Which, by <laughs> that's right. Which by the way for this particular use, because I'm looking for something extremely targeted, has been really, really, really valuable because a number of the, the ones that I've been looking at uh, as contenders mm-hmm. came from some of these targeted ads. You didn't even see these guys before they started showing up on your feed. I would have never known they existed. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I was telling you this the other day, we we're getting lunch and I said, you know, I don't have a problem with that kind of marketing. I think that could be really useful. It's just the other crap, the other spammy stuff that doesn't go away. But when I'm looking for a product and that's and I start to get other things, other inspired ideas from that that I didn't find on my own. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Great. So I'm replacing, I have a North Face, I think it's pronounced Uh K-Bon. Oh, we lost our feed. The feed. Come back feed. (laughs) Come back feed. Video paused, Zach says. Whoa, I don't know what happened there. All right. Hey, that was weird. We're going to pause here for technical difficulty. That was some weird shit. I don't know what happened there, but we're back. Oh, good now, he says. All right, moving on. It, I got a little pop-up over here. I got to make sure I'm watching that. Okay. New new equipment, guys. New equipment. All right. What was I saying? Oh, uh, so I have the North Face. I think it's called K-Bon. Yeah. Uh, it's, got, it's like a 12 point something, 12.3 liter. Is that yeah. what you said? Something like, no, 20, 20.3 liter. Yours, yours is a 23 liter bag. Yeah. I've got a 26 liter Osprey, so it's a little bit. Larger. Yeah. So mine's a little small. Like it'll definitely fit this laptop, this 15 inch uh, MacBook, but uh, it's my everyday carry. So I usually bring this. Uh, oftentimes I'm bringing my clothing for the morning or yeah. for the day because I'm riding my bike into work. Mm-hmm. So I have shoes, clothes, uh, various like a, a cord bag that I think we kind of both have, like just has all of our various electronics, charger cord, battery, right, that sort of stuff. I mean, um, that's really my bug out bag. Like if there was a nuclear something going on or, or that we had an earthquake last week. Yes. If that would have been like the big one, that backpack has everything, man. I keep like my fucking passport and my social security. Oh. Like I put more stuff in there. I probably should. You carry that around every day? Every day. Wow. Yeah. Everything. Leaving that, that, leaving that at the bar and everything? Well, I don't do that. I leave it. I don't leave shit at the bar anymore. I leave it at the <laughs> office. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. I've All right. learned the hard way sometimes. But I'm just saying, like, that I have everything in there that I need. My laptop, my MacBook, you know. Right. So. Yeah, similar idea. Yeah. Um, so I was trying to find something that would replace this, be a little bit larger, because oftentimes I feel like I don't have enough room to carry the things that I need, or I'm really stuffing it in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a list of requirements that I've been building up over time and trying to figure out some bags that would meet these requirements. Um, and so long story short, I went through, I don't know what do I have here. One, two, three, four, five, six different options. You've got a nice uh, list here. Yeah. That range anywhere from 20 liter all the way up to 40 liter backpacks. That's, that's large. A 40 liter, that's probably pushing, that's about the most you could do on a carry-on. Right. 40 liters. That's a pretty big backpack. Yeah. You're going to be sticking out quite a ways on your back. Yeah. It's going to be pretty wide. Yes. Yeah. So I didn't want that. That was not something that I was interested in necessarily, but the same one that was a 40, 40 liter also came in a 30 liter 
which I thought was probably a good a good mixture. That's a nice compromise. Right? It's probably as big as you want for an everyday. And the other thing is not only would I use this for an everyday, but I'd like to use it as kind of a light traveler. So like if I'm taking, say, a weekend trip mm-hmm. or something like that, then I'd like to be able to use this as my primary backpack for like a two, three day trip, something like that. Yeah. So one of the requirements that I set forth for it, obviously, was one, that it has to be able to be used for daily use, bike commuting. Uh, two, I want it to kind of be a, a, I don't know what you would call it, a bifold. Like, so basically it would open fully this you way. You didn't want just like a top open. Right. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So okay. my current one, I, it's only a top loader. So like I have to push everything down to the bottom. And if yeah. you need something at the bottom, obviously you have to pull everything out. I didn't oh, want boy, that. No. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Has to accommodate a 15 inch MacBook, which is a pretty big MacBook. Yeah. Uh, was another requirement. Obviously, reasonable price. I'm willing to pay quite a bit for a bag by a lot of people's standards, but it has to be reasonable by my standards. Price less of an issue, but it's still a consideration. Right. Okay. Uh, we said small enough for a weekend carry, big enough for a weekend trip. Water resistant for the biking, like I mentioned. There's um, a bag on your list called, I'm not fucking joking, it's called the Nutsack Bag Rucksack. <laughs> the Nutsack Rucksack. This is a real branded product. Like these yeah. guys are in business. This is one of those that came to me on Instagram. Really? Yeah. It's actually a very nice bag. If you look at that thing, real leather. Wow. Like super nice bag. It's also the most expensive bag on the list. It is. Yeah. Who would have thought the Nutsack was the most expensive? <laughs> $365 for the Nutsack the list. Rucksack. Very interesting. Yeah. Wow. It's their only backpack. They, they pretty much specialize in uh, messenger bags. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, long story short here, I went with a company called Topo Designs. The Topo Designs Travel Bag. Mm-hmm. I went with a 30 liter model, which seems to accommodate most of these things. It's water resistant. Uh, it has kind of the fully opening capability that I mentioned and has many panels inside of that. Lots of compartments. Yeah. So many compartments. I couldn't believe what they had in there. And it, they offer their own um, accessories with it, too. So if you want, um, what do we call them? Pack bags. I can't think what they're called. Yeah, these are a stuff like the, the stuff sacks. The tra- kind of, uh, there's a term for them, but I can't think I what they are. I already forgot what they yeah. are now. Cubes, packing cubes. Packing cubes. There you go. Uh, they can support their own packing cubes. They have their own versions if you want. You can put those in there. Yeah. The particular model that I have, the 30, so you can put two side by side. If you get the 40 liter, you can stack four of them in there. Yeah. Um, they have a camera bag that's built to fit in this thing, which I also ordered. So now I can put all my camera gear when I'm traveling in there. Now that's nice too, because that can be a solo kit that you can just uh, put a strap on and walk around town with. If you that's want true to too. Yeah. You can take that bag, that bag out of the bag, Yeah. put a, put a strap on it and use it as like a shoulder carry. That's really nice yeah. too. When you finally get there, you don't have to, uh, you can break it down a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. Um, and then another thing that, that is mentioned here that I am, that we've, this kind of also turned into a bigger uh, travel question, you know? So, like, I started revisiting what it is that I need to travel. Um, and one of the things that came up is a DOP kit, which we started discussing. What the hell is a DOP kit? Yeah, I've never heard this. This is a new term for me. Yeah. It's basically your toiletries bag. Yeah. But apparently Something the founder of that, apparently the founder of that, his name was DOP something. I can't Jimmy remember. Dopp. Jimmy Dopp. Jimmy Dopp. The inventor of the DOP bag. Is that right? That's right. I All saw right. that on Wikipedia first. Yeah. Yeah, so I started. I want. I have a big one, like the big the the bag that I have currently <laughs> is a leather one, and it's probably something you know. I don't know what a foot across by, I don't know, eight inches. 10 yeah, it's inches like high. a single compartment. You just throw a ton of shit in there. It's kind of disorganized. It can, it's really large. It's nice, but yeah. it, you know, it's got a hook on there, so I can hang it from like anything. Okay. And like all my stuff is kind of just in a nice hanging row, which yeah. is great. But 
it holds a ton of stuff that I probably don't need. So I started reevaluating all the things that I would actually carry yeah. and things that I would use on a day-to-day basis. And so I ordered their DOP kit, which is much smaller. It's probably a quarter of the size of the one that I have currently. Um, so I started trying to think of what it is that I truly need when I travel and, and what could I live without for a week? I think that's a better context to look at what you need in your travel bag. That's a good way to think about right? it. Right. So like a good example of this might be I use face wash every morning, but could I go a week without face wash and just use standard soap or some other kind of soap? Probably. Right. Yeah. Said I don't need to take up room for that. Um, so I've been trying to pare that down and, and get into into the mindset of being able to use this. And I'd like to use this travel bag for most of my travel. And then if I need anything larger, then obviously I'd step up to kind of a roller bag. Like, and the delineation for you is what? Like you can do this, like you said, for maybe up to a week maybe like a long weekend kind of a thing. But if you're going to be going international and it's going to be like a 10 or 14 day trip, then probably going to have to look at different options. I feel like a week might be pushing it. That's, that's a long time Yeah. on, on what you're going to be able to pack in there. I probably could do it. Yeah. Uh, Cause I br- usually will bring like a travel soap, travel laundry soap uh, and all my stuff is washable and, and quick drying and all that kind of thing. So I could, I could certainly do it, but that's probably as that would definitely be as long as I'd want to go. Well, there's something to say about that. I mean, I tell you what, dude, I've had the, as we uh, joke about, you know, I had that experience going to Hawaii with no luggage and uh, that worked out just fine. So I think even if you did go for a week, maybe you uh, replenish some things while you're uh, on the road, you know, go to a Walgreens or go somewhere. I mean, that's the other thing too, is that we always think we got to bring all this shit, but then a lot of these things are already there, you know? Um, And so you don't probably have to have everything that you need. Like I'll do that with sunscreen. Like we've done a lot of, uh, poolside trips this spring and uh you can't bring the big tubes through tsa anyway so a lot of times i just won't even bring it until i get there then i'll get a bottle while i'll share it and then hopefully you use it all before you go and then there you go i've gotten to be much more that way too buy buy it there if you can yeah uh, or if it's convenient and and don't worry about trying to bring it through tsa and and managing all that um kind of back to the dop kit point though uh, uh, i kind of started nerding out on this and going down the rabbit hole and mm-hmm. looking at what like these ultralight packers carry and you know it's like oh i bring you know 15 q-tips one little you know tear-off type bag of sunscreen my travel toothbrush and my toothpaste and that's it <laughs> you know stuff like that there are people that are very to the extreme minimal on this and and we were talking about dr bronner's soap you know they have it's a very uh healthy organic I don't know, throw out all the acronyms, artisanal, non-GMO. <laughs> aluminium. Um, yeah, aluminium. We like that. I like that. Uh, no, there's no aluminium in there. But they uh, use this for multiple purposes. Some people actually use that liquid soap for like brushing their teeth and shit. Yep, I've heard that before. Um, and so I've not tried it. I don't really recommend that. I would rather just use a toothpaste. But the, there are people that go to that, ed, that edge and uh, have one bottle and like that's all they use for their hair and for you know that's their shampoo that's yep. their soap um they can wash some of their clothes with that um and brush their teeth well and things like shampoo and conditioner if you're staying at a hotel every single hotel gives you yeah shampoo and conditioner so you don't need to bring that that's true yeah. apparently there's such thing as a tooth powder that you can just use dry tooth powder yeah i've heard of that i've not had that experience before though i haven't either you just mix it with water and kind of swish around or what maybe or maybe you can just stick it on your toothbrush and that'll foam up instead of paste Okay. Right. So maybe that's a smaller way that you can condense, hmm. condense your toothbrush, toothpaste. Depending on so. um, uh, the uh, how that transports, that might look a little interesting to a TSA agent <laughs> near you. <laughs> that's I don't know. True. Yeah. So, Topo Design bag that I got, uh, like I said, thirty liter. It's about one hundred eighty nine dollars. I'll get it tomorrow. So I'll be curious to see how this looks. I'm a little, hmm. I'm super curious about the size. The size is the biggest thing for me at this point. I don't want it to feel or look too big. Yeah. But 
obviously needs to be able to contain a lot of stuff. So I think you've done right. If you would have gone more than 30, then I think you'd feel a little uncomfortable. That, that e-bags is a 40 liter, and I wore it uh, to the office as a temporary bag uh, when my Osprey was getting replaced, and that felt too awkward. It was just a big box on my back. It was really right. heavy and didn't breathe well and all that sort of thing. So. Right. And I had a, an old Timbuktu bag that I felt was that way, way too big. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping I don't get back into that vicinity with this. But Nice. Um, other ones, just real quick. Uh, I know we're kind of running out of time here, but uh, Boundary Design X-Pack Prima was another one that I actually really liked a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are out of stock for the foreseeable future, so they were eliminated pretty quickly for me because I'm more of a I want it now type of guy when I'm ready yeah. to make my decision. Uh, Peak Design, which I really love their stuff. I have a lot of their, they're a camera company primarily. They have a great bag, but it's very camera focused. It's not travel focused okay so much or at least packing other things other than camera gear yeah um so that was a high contender but but again didn't didn't kind of meet the requirements we already talked about the nutsack rucksack which i just love saying uh i, I also looked at a couple from ebags uh and osprey which you mentioned earlier so those are kind of the contenders and and yeah i'm excited to see how this topo design bag looks and well, we're going to have to have a follow-up review on that since you haven't received it yet. And yeah. two, because we kind of rushed that topic out the door just to make it for time. Um, but uh, glad you brought it up. It was a good... I love talking travel and minimalism and backpack uh, gear. Yeah. Thanks for the topic. Well, thanks everybody for joining us here on episode 41. Our artwork is provided by Yerne, the gentle giant. Check out more of his illustrations at www.coffeecodecast.com slash gentle giant. Check us out on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Coffee Code Cast or email us at coffeecodecast at gmail.com. The podcast is available from iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Radio Public, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find this and more at www.coffeecodecast.com. And if you like the show, jump on over to coffeecodecast.com slash review and give us a quick shout out, positive or otherwise. We just love to hear from you and your ideas. We're always looking for people to join us on the show as a guest. Uh, Speaking of which, episode 482, we've got a guest speaker coming on the show. So stay tuned next Wednesday at a regular time uh, for that. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.